Hi guys, so this is episode 5 of the UNI podcast. We've got a special guest on today. As usual, sorry, it's me and David, your lovely hosts. Uh, but we've got a special guest. <laughs> we've got a special guest on today. Rado Himmel, is that how you say it? There you go, that's the one, we've got it. Um, yeah, I used to work with Rado. Obviously, we all, we all work for the same company, as you know, as you know, me and David do. But Rado, you, you were the same, but you were in a different office, wasn't you? Um... But like you lead a very interesting life, I think, outside of work. From obviously what we've discussed, I'll I'll let you do the talking in a minute. But um, and then you know, just yeah, just introduce yourself, I mean, Tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you very much. First of all, for having me here. Yeah. Uh, I'm really pleased to do the podcast with you because yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Really, really, you're doing a fantastic job over here. So yeah, keep going. It. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my name is Rado. Uh, I'm the Polish citizen, but I live in <laughs> Liverpool for about fourteen, fifteen years right now. So yeah, yeah I can call myself a Polish scouser. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, I used to, I used to uh, work in Pure. Uh, Lee and I, we were in the same team yeah. for, for quite a while. Uh, but I left last month to do my own business uh, to do the. Finance interpreting for uh, for a couple of the language agencies. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to help my fellow countrymen yeah. uh, in everything regarding health. You know, health uh, hospital meetings, uh, GP meetings, social care, yeah, child services, basically everything which relates yeah. me to do my job as an interpreter for the yeah. people who can't speak English. Yeah, yeah. And apart from that, I'm a massive Liverpool fan. <laughs> I'm a massive football fan. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way we've been performing lately, yeah. though. Mate, let me tell you. And also, I, I since <laughs> since six years, uh, I'm doing the book translations for the Polish markets, uh, yeah. mostly the sports books. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of background of my unusual of working life. <laughs> <laughs> so have you like in in terms of the interpreting? Then is that something that you've always done? Because I know that we've spoken a lot because with you, you interpret like some of the Liverpool books, don't you? As well from yeah. and to me, that's like really interesting because. Have you got to do things like to the exact letter, or because things got to be like I say, I don't know. It's just it just always fascinating me when you've always spoken about stuff like that. Um, but you've also done like interviews as well with actually like Liverpool Football Club, haven't you, and stuff? Yeah, I did. Uh, it happened because we started to do the, like a online magazine for uh, Polish Reds, yeah, and we actually named it Polish Reds. <laughs> so because I'm live I live in Liverpool for quite a while and. I used to work for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the Polish Twitter account, yeah. so I had an access to the players, to to the legends. Yeah. So mad, whenever, <laughs> whenever I could, I could use my connection. I, I was just doing it, and you know, I did a couple of the bits for for the Polish Reds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I liked it. I really liked it because I graduated from journalism. Yeah. So you know, interviewing people, it's my bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, so it's. A complete opposite right now to see than being interviewed by you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit stressed. <laughs> I'm not gonna use bad words. Uh, no, <laughs> you, you can if you want me. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking stressed. I'm shitting myself out. We've got to step up our game. Yeah. Here, <laughs> but 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 back to basics. Yeah. The, this this was something which I always wanted to yeah. do, and when I had the chance, when I finally met Jersey Dudek in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2000. I used to be a goalie, so oh, you know yeah. he was my big fan when yeah. I when I was able to play because I can't play anymore because of my health conditions. Yeah. Uh, when I came to Liverpool for the first time, straight straight thing from the airport, yeah. I dropped my stuff, 
bank to the Marywood. Yeah. Hello, I'm here. I, I live in Jersey. So, you know, uh, we, met, we met each other in 2006. And then we started to become kind of friends. Yeah. Uh, we added each other on Facebook. We started to talk when I wanted to do something about him, especially when there was the Istanbul anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. We always interviewed him. Yeah. So uh, then he came to Liverpool in 2015 uh, for the 10th anniversary. Yeah. I picked him up from the airport and he gave me his second book, which right. was in Polish, his yeah. biography, second part of his biography. <laughs> and I was like, Jesse, would you like to basically have your book in English? And he was like, yeah, you know, maybe I was thinking about that, but I've, to, I've got nobody who could fucking do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. And he was like, would you help me? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, I called James Spears because me and James Spears from Liverpool Echo, he used yeah. to work for Liverpool Echo there yeah. at that time. Uh, I called James and I said, listen, I've got Jersey's book. Uh, do you mind if I could speak to your bosses about, you know, publishing it in English? Yeah. So James Spears helped me with that. Yeah. We set up the meeting uh, the following day. I went there. I talked about... I took those two books. I talked, what is the content? Mm. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's a really fascinating story. So would you like to translate it? I was like, yeah, go for it. So that was my first thing when I started to translate the book. Yeah. And that was Jersey's. But then, meanwhile, Stephen Gerrard was uh, publishing his biography. Yeah. The second part. Yeah. And uh, I contacted the Polish publisher in Poland. I was going to say, did it go from English then to Polish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gerard's was from English to Polish. Jersey was the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, which was a bit tougher, obviously. Uh, but when I contacted the Polish publisher, I just said to them, listen, because I'm here in Liverpool. I'm yeah. the 2014 fan of the year. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I live in Liverpool. I know what is what is going on in Liverpool, etc. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I know Steven, so I will be. I think I can. I can manage to translate the book. Yeah. So they sent me a first chapter. Yeah. I did it within a couple of hours. Send it back. Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, you've got a job." And since then, the book <laughs> started snowball. to roll. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. brilliant. That's amazing. amazing. Do you do? Do you do quite a lot of them then? Like obviously not just not just footballers. Do you do different? Do you do different styles of books and things like that? Like because I've saw that you do post quite a lot of quite a lot of books. Are they like friends' books? Are they from from what I've saw? Um, you know, books that you've read. Is that just something that you're reading and you're interpreting, or is that just something that you're reading in general? The thing which I which I do obviously there's a fifty two uh, book challenge. Yeah. So Jeez. you read fifty two books within a year. Uh, <laughs> I keep fucking buying books. <laughs> he's got a library in his bedroom and he's not read one of them. <laughs> I was the same. I was I've got the same. Books stacked up. Well, not stacked up. There's like yeah. there's a there's a fucking got few anyway. <laughs> I keep buying them off Amazon. You know, I've got, yeah, I've got an Amazon vi- um, voucher there. Yeah. Because um, we get like them. a book. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you want to get through the ones you've, you've got there? Oh, God, but you know, that was, that was exactly But different. I've got Audible on my fucking phone as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've listened to the Audible first yeah. before I'm actually reading it. And I, I do generally, like, once I get stuck into a book, I will mm-hmm. generally read it. No, that's, that's, but that's what I did. But stacking up and stacking up. No, no that's <laughs> what I did at the beginning. I was just constantly buying the book. And then I thought, okay, let's give it a go and let's fucking read them. Yeah, yeah. So I started to read them. And yeah, that was that was the thing. So I was kind of reviewing the book and putting yeah. a, a note of the book, whatever yeah. I liked it or not. Even if I didn't like the book, I read it till the end because I wanted to have like a you know bigger picture. Yeah. I didn't want to finish it in, in you know halfway and say, you know what? The book is awful. The book is fucking crap. No. Yeah. And but I didn't read it till the end. No, yeah. I had to read it because I wanted to have like an honest 
view on the book. Yeah. And that's what I always do. Uh, but there are different different kind of books. Like my style of reading is to read one sports book. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. If it's football, basketball, you know, MMA, whatever. Then nonfiction, crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, mental health because I read plenty of of the mental health books as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm into into it. And in regarding to, in regards to the book, I think the most valuable book I read about it, which was connected into football. Yeah. And into mental health, yeah, uh, was Robert Enke's story. I don't know if you heard about no. the German goalkeeper. No. Yeah, he I've used to be in Barcelona, yeah. and he committed suicide. Stop it! Because he he was in in fucking huge depression. Jeez. And when I read this book, I cried. I yeah. literally cried. And I read this book for about four or five times already. Yeah. So I huge recommend this book very much. Because it is well, like you're mixing like not only what you do in terms of journalism, but yeah. your passion for like reading books, but then obviously it's almost become it's all it's all relatable. And I've never I've never heard of him personally and it's it's like you say, if if it's someone that's played for Barcelona and obviously he's like like you say he's committed to it. So I don't he was know in, Ger- in German uh, national team. Mm. Uh his story was very sad because his daughter died. Yeah. So yeah. that was like a trigger. Yeah. to his problems yeah yeah but he didn't talk about it he had everything he had a really love, lovely wife yeah and he was smiling all the time and this is the thing with the depression right yeah that you're smiling I, I used I used to have depression as well yeah and I remember myself when I was with my friends and I was like yeah everything is good everything is good and I feel then, like it's easier to to do don't you? you feel like it's an easy option just to say yeah everything's fine absolutely yeah. you just put the mask yeah just because put you put the mask on because like, like we always say that as well if you if you and I've 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 actually I've struggled with it sometimes when you can't figure it out in your own head yourself. It, it, and then when you're gonna try and explain that to someone, yeah. Yeah. when someone goes, "What's up with you?" and you're like, "I don't know," and you're like, "Well, you must know." It's like, "No, I generally don't know." And yeah. it's and you and you generally don't sometimes. And unfortunately, that that can be a tricky thing. And yeah, to try and figure out yourself in it. Yeah. I mean? well, it was it was really, really hard for me to figure it out because uh, that was back in 2014 few months after I received the LFC Fan of the Year award. Yeah. Uh, all this hate and all this bullshit which I read about myself yeah. on the internet yeah. was like... And was a, that from like Liverpool people? Like mostly Liverpool from Polish Liverpool fans, to oh, be really? honest. Wow, yeah. Okay. yeah, they were like, oh, he, he bought it. He, you know, cheated. Yeah, I bought it. I was in a fucking echo arena. Yeah. Shitting yeah. myself from stress because I saw Kenny Dalglish, John Aldridge, you know, Steven yeah. Gerrard, Suarez, everyone that time. And I was living the dream. I was on the stage receiving the award from the club yeah, uh, because I helped uh, with other Liverpool fans. You've done fans, so much. Yeah. I was just going to say you've so, helped. No, it was a charity walk yeah. for, for one of the Polish Liverpool fans. She had an accident. Yeah. Uh, she lost her legs above her knees because right. she was hit by the train. Right. So she needed prosthesis. Uh, but she couldn't afford it. Her family couldn't afford it. So I was here and I started to kind of the fundraising for her. Yeah. And I spoke to Jamie Carragher's foundation. Jamie donated five hundred pounds, uh, and okay. also yeah. he donated a, a picture of himself yeah. signed. Yeah. So we sold it for additional, I think, thousand pounds or something. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. then there was an article on Liverpool website about that. Yeah. Uh, people from all over the world they started to pay money into the PayPal account for the girl. Right. That's nice. And we made the money. Yeah. And oh, she... you got the award then? <laughs> so yeah, I, I I was given that award, but yeah, the the thing which happened after that, there was like a oh, that was fucking madness, you know, because I started yeah. to read because I was very happy with the award. I didn't expect it. Yeah. I was very happy about that. 
Uh, but then when I started to read all this, you know, crap stories about myself, you know, that I bought it, that I'm kind of, a, you know, stupid fucker, that yeah. I raped someone, that, what? that I raped someone, I said, Jesus what the fuck, right? The proper t- full-blown trauma. Yeah, yeah, so that was... And, just, that's just pure jealousy, and, that. And the sad, the sad story was that it was made from the, you know, from, from other Polish people who, they don't even know me. Yeah. So, you know, I was... I started to think that maybe I did something wrong, maybe yeah. maybe something happened. But meanwhile, I was still the same person, you know, smiling to each other, yeah, trying yeah. to hurt to each other. Yeah. But then, from nowhere, came the day that I took too much pills, yeah. Yeah. and I wanted to commit suicide. Yeah, right. And I did it. My then uh, girlfriend, she found me in bed sleeping. Mm. She called for the ambulance. So what, if you don't mind me asking me, yeah. obviously, we, I, as you know, we always get like straight to the point, don't we? Yeah. Um, what What was it that you tried to do? Obviously, you drank loads of air. Did you like take an overdose or anything? Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to overdose. Yeah. I was. I think I was too co. I was too cowardish to cut my veins or yeah. you know hang yeah. myself. Yeah. I just wanted to do it in kind of a soft way, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was my cry for help <clears throat> that time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to take. As much pills as I could, maybe subconsciously, right? Yeah. I took too much pills to faint, to didn't receive any kind of, you know, yeah. things from, from, from all over me, but still to be alive. Yeah. So she found me. She called for the ambulance and we went to the Royal. Yeah. And they saved me at uh, that time. But then a few weeks later, I was the same. I was exactly the same. Yeah. So was that, that was what it was, then that was what you wanted to do it wasn't a case of just having a few drinks and going I want to kill myself it was a case of I'm purposely going to over excess on, on I think so drink. I think so and in regards to that like I can't even think what I was going to ask him so what what is it that you was drinking was it was it just was it like a load of clean spirits or was it just like beers kind of thing was don't it, you remember that I, that I drink much alcohol that time to be honest I, yeah. I think it was just you know plenty of pills plenty of um Different kind just of all pills, different you know, kinds, pain painkillers, yeah. uh, anti allergens, antihistamines. My girlfriend that time she had uh, a skin problem, so she had right. to take the steroids. So it was just anything that anything which was in a in a in a cupboard. So yeah. basically, I took. Everything. I thought I thought you said beers, mate. And be- yeah, I thought you said beers and then sock pills. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I got. I that's because like, I would, when you when yeah. you just mean pills. Sorry, mate. I pills, thought you pills, said yeah, beers. Yeah. And no, pills. it was it was it wasn't alcohol actually that time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's that like. <laughs> so I was like, come. It's because I said as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you've just. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, just just leading on from obviously what David's saying and what you've just said about like. So was it all different? Like you're saying different kinds. Of, yeah, different kind of tablets, different kind of medicines. Uh, yeah. So I wanted. I clearly wanted to overdose uh, with that, uh, but luckily. Uh, I'm still alive. I'm I'm here to talk yeah, about it. You're here to uh, tell the story, tell yeah. the tale. Yeah, said, yeah. You said that uh, within a few weeks, your mindset was still back. Yeah, back to back, back on the back, same. Yeah. So how, how was it? Was it different in regards where you were like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this treated, or was it I'm gonna get it? You know, so no, it, or was it just uh, did you go back into a rotten and start thinking about doing some, like committing suicide again? Or doing something to basically self harm yourself. I I think I I want I wanted to do it again, but in a proper way. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to take more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily there wasn't much uh, medicines yeah. at that time at yeah. home, so I took uh, again everything which was left. Yeah. Uh, but that that wasn't enough. Yeah. Luckily, 
but then after the, after the second the second the second visit in the hospital, yeah, and when I spoke to mental health unit yeah. and with the guys over there, I just I just realized that it's not worth it. Yeah, I was yeah. that time I was twenty something, uh, so I was like, no, come on, I still have people to live for. I yeah. I, I should you so know get was, get this shit together. Yeah, leave it behind me. Remember what I've done. Yeah. And that was a bad thing with what I've done, but I'm not I'm not alone on this world. Yeah. Come on, I've got you'll never walk alone tattooed on my on my arm <laughs> yeah. and I was like, Okay now I want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a good outlook to have that though, because like some obviously people that we've spoken to or like stories that we've heard or, or you know, people who just yeah. like messages in general, it's I think you've you've got you've I think you you either have or you haven't got that like natural ability to give yourself that like kind of kick up the arse. And yeah. when I say kick up the arse, I mean that lightly because I always say it, it falls down to yourself in terms of like trying to get yourself out of that kind of mindset, mindset that yeah. bubble, yeah. and obviously to take it to that extent where you want it to end your life or for anyone as well listening. I think the biggest it's it's, it's a difficult thing to get out of, but you must have just hit a point where you went. Bomb now, do you know what I mean? No, I, I, hit, I hit the rock bottom that time. That was uh, end of 2014 when uh, I finally started to get help. Yeah. Uh, I, bought, I, I received a book from one of my friends, uh, The Chimp Paradox by Dr. Stephen Peters. Right. No. And uh, Dr. P- sorry, it's Professor Peters even. Uh, Professor Peters, he used to work with Liverpool Football Club that time. Yeah. Uh, especially with Luis Suarez, yeah, because of his biting stuff, right? <laughs> uh, but he, but yeah, he was he was working with them because he's got he's got a history with working with different different sportsmen, yeah, yeah. sportswomen, yeah, uh, with the Olympic team, with the GB Olympic team. Yeah. Uh, so he did a massive work, and he wrote this book, The Chimp Paradox, and I read it, and I started to implement those uh, things from the book yeah. uh, into my own lifestyle. I just realized that yeah, I've got that fucking chimp who's responsible for my emotions and she's just fucking yeah. jumping in the cage yeah. and, she, and you know it wants to to get out and that's why I've got all those fucking yeah. things in my head yeah. talking to me that yeah it will be better if you're gone you, it will be better if you harm yourself and I was like no come on like the There's another the devil on your shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. That, so, so you know I, I, start, I started to to implement those things but I think the main important thing the most important thing in this situation was that I finally realized that before trying to commit the suicide, I was fucking ashamed of my own situation. I was fucking ashamed that I'm vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. That I don't want, that I not only don't want, but I don't want to talk about my emotions because, yeah. you know, I'm the man. Yeah. I used to I used to be grown in a, you know, at the end of the communism in Poland. Yeah. So yeah. there was the that patriarchy style yeah. that men have to be strong. Yeah. You know, women are allowed to cry. Yeah. Women are not. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's a fucking bullshit. Yeah. No, you have to talk about the emotions. You have yeah. to talk about the emotions. You have to talk about how you feel, how you struggle with something. Yeah. You need to find help if you've got a you know a bunch of trusted friends. Yeah. Just fucking talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always feel as well. I mean, I've been there where I I I spoke out straight away when regarding my mental health things like that, but that's just due to experience. Yeah. And I always find like if you are at that stage, suicidal stage, 
and you're at the point where you want to end your life, mm-hmm. you've got nothing else more to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. And, and 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 try and express yourself whether it's communication through talking to a doctor, maybe writing things down. You know, writing your feelings down. You don't have to tell anyone at, at the first instance. Just write it down. Exactly. And and get what you want. Out, paint a picture. You know, <laughs> yeah. anything. Just anything to express yourself. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a really good point because writing helped me a lot that time. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I I graduated from journalism, so I always loved to write. Yeah. Uh, so it helped me a lot because I started to do my own blog that yeah. time, just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to write about how I feel. Yeah. And it helped me a lot. That's what I was told during my therapy. Yeah. And yeah, starting from 2015, my life started to be to 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 be a bit better. Obviously, that book about Robert Enke helped me a lot because I read yeah. it that time. Yeah. And I started to realize that I'm not alone in the with with this problem. Yeah, everyone can have it. Yeah, no matter if you're just a you know ordinary Polish guy living in Liverpool or a superstar who yeah. plays for Barcelona. Mm. Yeah, no, everyone struggles. Absolutely. And I started to read more about it. I started to get better, and with the therapy, uh, I went into into the straight line when I finally realized that. No, my life is valuable, yeah. very valuable. I'm here to, not only for myself, mm-hmm. especially for myself, because you yeah. have to care about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got others, yeah. you've got family, you've got close friends. Yeah. But with your own experience right now, you can show the world that this is a serious problem. Yeah. And you have to talk about it. So starting from that point, I, I realized that I've got, maybe I wouldn't call it a mission, Yeah. but if I'm able to talk about it, and if that. If my talking, my experience will help somebody, yeah, I'm happy to do it. I'm really happy to help do one it. person, mate. Oh, it's I say this all the time, and it's yeah. like it's dead cheesy. Like we've got our <laughs> own little sayings, what you say, yeah. And like when we do like stuff like this, or like anything, I say like in my mind, it's like we're trying to change the world one person at a time. Don't yeah. That's what yeah. I say, and and what what's yeah. your, your like, it's dead cheesy, but I think talk stigma. It's relevant, but like you're saying, because if this conversation does change one person's life, you've saved one person's yeah, life. Exactly. And there's there's fucking seven billion people in the world. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so, it could could be a snowball. Exactly. You save one person, and then this person will do the same. Okay, Absolutely. I heard about the guy who wanted to commit a suicide twice, and he helped me because he talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So why not me? We'll talk about it again. What yeah. was your and then? then bam, bam. Exactly, exactly. So if he's done it, I can do it. Yeah. And, and like you say, it's a domino effect. Then what would you say that you read that book? Then what is it, the chimp paradox? Yeah. What was what what sort of techniques that did you like kind of use? To, I know you're saying obviously that it's like a, a, a an angel or a devil or the chimp and like your keys like yeah. jumping around and stuff in your head. What techniques does that like book kind of teach you? And like. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's listening is called the Chimp Paradox by Professor who shall you mean Steve, Stephen Peters Stephen Peters yeah. you know people can obviously go and purchase it yeah you can find <laughs> you can, you, you can, find, you can find it on Amazon or you can find it in the library <laughs> yeah. if they will be open again <laughs> let, it, let it collect us like I do um, but no what, what was like your techniques that like you used yeah, from so the book basically the basic of the Chimp Paradox uh, explained by Professor Peters is that your brain is divided on three different pieces mm. so you've got a chimp who's responsible for your emotions mm. yeah. then you overreact that you scream that you're getting sad so it's just just that chaotic 
animal in your head. Yeah. Who's responsible for for the emotions and who gets control a lot? Mm. Then you've got a human yeah. who needs to train this animal yeah. by the data which is stored in the third part of your brain, which yeah, is the computer. Like yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to connect it. You first of all you have to start to work with the human yeah. part of your brain. So it's wiring your brain, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of you know that realistic voice, an angel, mm. like you like you like you described, an angel saying that okay. Listen to the emotions, listen to what they are, listen to what they are saying to you, mm. but don't react straight away, mm. don't react immediately, mm. just process it, mm. start to process it. So basically the, the whole chip paradox technique is to process your emotions. Mm. And it's hard at the beginning, it's fucking hard at the beginning, because yeah. especially when you're in a depressed state. You just start, want to react. Yeah. You, you just want to react straight yeah. away. Yeah. And I think most of the most of the young people they, they've got that problem that they are reacting mm-hmm. based by, by the emotions. Yeah. And I was exactly the same. I think after after I turned 30 I started to finally use this technique uh, in full to not reacting by the emotions. So you're at the erratic so you're at the, the chimp, the erratic emotions. Yeah. You had obviously the the bit that process. But you said there was three stages. Yeah. What was the last one? Because then that complete. The yeah. So the, 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 computer, the computer with the data. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So basically, if if someone is, you know, makes you angry. Uh, for example, I don't know. Even even the stupid football, right? Football makes you angry right now, especially for the Liverpool fans. <laughs> it it makes you angry. But I can imagine it yeah. watching the telly screaming. Oh, uh, do you know that I? I calmed down a, a, a much, yeah. really. I, I, a few years ago, I, I was like that. I wanted to throw the, <laughs> the glasses into into the yeah. telly, but right now, right now, I'm just you know just taking it a bit deeper. Right now, when I'm analyzing football a lot, yeah, yeah. Uh, not only by the tactics, yeah, but also about by the what what happens around, what's going on behind. Yeah, the yeah. So yeah. with Liverpool right now, obviously there were plenty of tragic stories Absolutely. with Klopp, yeah. Klopp's mother, with uh, Alisson's yeah. uh, dad. Which was a very very tragic story. So it affects everyone. Yeah. It not just affects the the person. Because they're all brothers, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So you know it it affects you, and even if you if you want to play at your best, you've got it in your mind. You've yeah. got it in your chimp. Yeah. You've got this emotion in your chimp that you lost someone important. Yeah. And this chimp wants to wants to scream. It wants to. I don't know. Put it to to recognize to yeah. to to the world that. I'm suffering here. Yeah. yeah. But this this is the point where the human comes and takes the data. Okay, I know you're suffering. I know it was a tragic loss. Mm. But you have to calm down, you have to react it in a peace way. You have to put the respect for, for the person mm. who passed away. Yeah. Uh, but you you cannot overreact. So basically yeah. you doing a step back, yeah, sit down. And you're just analyzing the, yeah, it's not the situation. Case, it's, not case. it's not. It's not the case forever, and it takes a lot of time to finally realize it and work on it. Yeah. But uh, like I said, that book helped me a lot, and that book saved my life. I can probably say that that book saved my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's nice. Just stemming back to to it's all originated. You know, you know, you touched on obviously being trolled and things online. Was that the overall cause of anything? No, was that a trigger? Was there anything underlying yeah. before that that mm-hmm. was affecting your mental health at all? I or? think so. There was there was one thing because uh, and you that's said, you were like living a dream kind of thing. I was living the dream, but you know, uh, but few few, few years back when I was 
uh, actually, actually, I was coming and coming and going back to Poland uh, at yeah. the beginning of my story with Liverpool, right? And uh, this is, I think, that that will be the important part, part which I would say, and also it will be uh, connected with the alcoholism and drug use, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, those two additional problems are very connected with the depression, yeah, yeah. and the. A digression about that because in Poland there's a podcast about uh, what to take after you stop, you know, yeah. taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are the two book authors who were alcoholics and drug users. Right. Yeah. So they they did the therapy and they are talking about it right now. Really really nice podcast as well, uh, which I used to listen uh, a few a few days ago. And uh, f- my story with that was back in two thousand and eight uh, when. Then my girlfriend and I, we went to Liverpool, yeah. but we struggled to find a job. So we had to go back after three months. Mm. Uh, then uh, Magda got pregnant. We wanted to have a baby and we were just 22 at that time. Yeah. Uh, she miscarried uh, in October 2008. Sorry, and, uh, and then I found out that she was cheating on me. Right. I knew it was my baby, yeah. Uh, but I found out on her computer that she was yeah. cheating with the guy who used to be my psychology teacher during my studies. Oh wow! And uh, then you know every piece of the jigsaw came together. Yeah. So obviously we split out, uh, yeah. and I hit her in the face that time because mm-hmm. I was in such emotions. Yeah. When she told me with those cold, bitchy eyes that, yeah, I cheated on you with him. And yeah. he was like, you know, over 50. Yeah. And and she she told me, you know, with cold-blooded emotions yeah. straight away, yeah, I cheated on you. Yeah. And it was better with him than with wow. you. Wow. So, you know, I reacted straight away. And we yeah. were in the pub, right? We were yeah. in the pub. I reacted, bam, straight in the face. Yeah. With open, open hand. And I, and I ran out. Uh, and then I started to drink a lot. I started to took, to take every kind of fucking drug which was available yeah. in my hometown. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know LSD, cocaine. Um, Mary Jane was at the at the beginning. You know, just to relax. Yeah, waking up in the morning, having a drink, going to work. And that, yeah. that was my situation. And I think that was the catalyst of my mental health problems. Yeah, yeah. which. Was somewhere, where so was somewhere at the back of my so head. Bad, but I was, yeah. you know, I was obviously, uh, you know, the funeral of the baby. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that happened. Then obviously we split out. I started to live my life again. A friend of mine, a, a very good friend of mine, he just basically helped me with that. Because mm-hmm. you know there was a constant time when I was just drinking and you know taking drugs uh, for days, weeks, months, yeah. and. He called me once and he said, where are you? And I was half drunk in the pub. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in our pub where we watch the games. Okay, I will be there in half an hour. Okay, so he came in. I was already after, I don't know, seven pints or something. He yeah. took a pint for me and for, for yeah. himself. We started to drink and he's, he, he went straight to the point. And he said to me, you know, we used to work, uh, so we used to play football together when we were kids. We knew each other, we know each other since... We were six, yeah. so you know it's most of my life. We stay in touch, and he said to me straight away, "Listen, Rado, one thing, uh, which I will tell you, and I'm mm. off. You stopping this shit, or me and you, it's over. Done. Yeah, we're done." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." But it stuck in my head, 
Yeah. And then the day after, when I was fucking hungover, mm. uh, I just realized and remembered the conversation, and I just stopped it straight away. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was the turning point. Yeah. Point. Yeah. But again, this whole situation was somewhere in the back, right? Yeah, so it's, I think, it's, I think it's always, like, yeah, it's yeah. always there, like the back. So like, 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 you, yeah. like you said, that's 2014 factor yeah. with all this hate on the internet yeah. and everything. Just I think that was that was just like a trigger. Yeah, back to that mental state of exactly, exactly. Because essentially, he hasn't like this. My that being like my personal views that you haven't haven't really dealt with the situation. What happened with you and your ex? What you've done is. Is you just like went away, took a shitload of drugs, sort of drank a shitload of alcohol, yeah. and just suppressed the issue. <clears throat> obviously, you may come and said, "Don't." Otherwise, we're finished. We're done. And obviously, that was the catalyst for you to turn around and 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 essentially like forget about it, innit? But I think that But that issue did. had never been like sort nah, of dealt with. Nah, you know what I mean? Nah. I don't think because I I thought that time okay, I could manage it. I could manage yeah. manage my drink. I could manage my drug use. But I was so vulnerable for everything. Yeah. Uh, even if I thought that I'm strong enough to to you know work over it, mm. no, it wasn't. I was like, and then we we are back in 2014 when I wanted to commit the suicide, yeah. which was triggered by by the hate, when like, all the hate and stuff, yeah. and it's like a lot of all shit digging up from like it just opens up like a can of worms. Exactly. Like, exactly. Sometimes that bit. Yeah. I, f- I, I think I, I needed that kick in the teeth uh, just to realize myself that I need a professional help. Yeah. yeah. So I went for the therapy that time after after yeah. those you know suicide <laughs> attempts. I went for the therapy. Uh, I never resigned from the therapy that time. And from time to time, even last year, I just I just thought that okay, there's something wrong with me. I could feel that there was something yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I need a CBD. Yeah. So yeah. I went to. They great them sessions. They are. They are just amazing. You know. Cognitive uh, behavioral therapy. So there's uh, there's a, a Liverpool company which are doing it. Uh, Talk Liverpool. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So I I approached Talk Liverpool and <clears throat> I started to do with the CBD online last year, mm. just to refresh my mind. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt, but I already knew how to work over it. Yeah. Right. So I already knew. Even if I was after after the therapy, you know, that's my my doctors. They said, okay, you're finally free to go. You yeah. don't have any kind of depression states. But after that, after that, you are, I think, your knowledge is well enough to find out yeah. when you're going into that yeah. state again. Yeah. So you know how to react. Yeah. That's why I approached Doc Liverpool. Yeah. That's why I approached to do the CBT again for a few weeks, and yeah. It it helped me. It just refreshed my my techniques. It uh, gave me the new tools to work over it. Yeah. So yeah, like like I say, and I will say it every single time. If you're struggling with something, don't be alone. Yeah, you know, yeah. go for the professional help. There are yeah. plenty of the of the volunteers who can help. Yeah. You know, Samaritans, uh, Talk Liverpool. You can you can read your on your own yeah. with with that. It's just a matter if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the advice you give just to. Go just go and get that support and yeah, yeah. and chase after it because it people don't realize like how life changing it can be. You know, just getting that support and help is just a big, big thing. You know, and obviously it's it's easier said than done when you're not motivated to do anything. You know, even if you're not in a in a, a suicidal mind or anything. If you're depressed though, your motivation goes out the window. You oh, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to speak to anyone. You don't want to you you're socially 
seclude yourself from from people so you don't want to know anyone to yourself yeah. but making that step and then going towards support and help it, it's the biggest thing you can do and, and once you do the it's first step, this is the massive step. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. most important step. It's almost like when you're at that stage, when you're at your lowest, and I've heard that if you're at that lowest, the only way is up. But it's almost like you stood at like a fork in the road, aren't you? Yeah. You can yeah. either carry on doing what you're doing, or you make massive change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, like like you said there, they, yeah. like it's hard to get that motivated, and you know when you when you you know your mood levels are depleted. But yeah. I think when all said and done. Like I always say, it it does done it. Lads. It, it, it you you essentially need to drag yourself out of yeah. bed, get yourself out, and start doing baby steps. Yeah. And whether yeah. whether what that is, whether it's a passion, whether it's like you say, whether it's reading self help books, exercising, meditate, whatever it may be, exactly. it has to be that first step has to come from yeah. that person yeah. because there's only so many things you know that family and friends can do. Yeah. But the, I think the first step. It's key to doing that self help is talking because it opens up so many fucking doors for you. It's it's unreal and you you get yeah. to learn stuff that you wouldn't even know. Yeah. That you you know oh that work for me that do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and it's brilliant talking I think. Um. But yeah. Because it's sound like you said because it's, it's opening up avenues. I mean the first step to yeah talking. But then, obviously, if that's not what you feel comfortable doing, yeah. at least you've spoken you've out first. Yeah. So now that you've spoken out, someone yeah. go right. Well, these are the support avenues you can have. Exactly. Where you feel like you don't have to talk about it all the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, no, it's just just it's just tough. amazing because it helps you. Like after the CBT I had last year, yeah, I finally realized realized that I have to do something for me. That's why I signed for the interpreting classes. Yeah. Uh, for, for in in Liverpool, uh, city of Liverpool College. Yeah. And you know. It helped me to finally find something which I really wanted to do for ages. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom, she signed me for the English lessons when I was seven That's back true. in Poland. So I was seven when I started to learn English Yeah. at the beginning. And I subconsciously knew that time that I always wanted to do something with languages slash book related, right? Because I, I was a bookworm. Well, I'm still, I am still a bookworm <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but uh, that time when I was a kid, you know, I, I, I was in a first, first prize, every kind of first prize, there was my name on the local library, the yeah. best reader of the month, blah, 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 bang on, bang on. They didn't change it for, for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like employee for the month for 12 months. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, I, I knew. Been three times since with the yeah. that same pitch. <laughs> so I always knew, I always knew that I wanted to do this. And, you know, when I did the interpreting classes, right now I've got a path. I know what to do. Yeah. You know, I've got my certificate in uh, you public, can see, public you interpreting. You feel like you're passionate about yeah. it as yeah. well because you're helping your fellow countrymen as well. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's level, level three for me right now so I can do all those uh, medical police uh, court yeah. interpretings uh, yeah. for, for the people but I want to go further I want to go level six yeah, you know not? to do the written translations uh, yeah. and then level seven to do like a conference uh, yeah. like in the United Nations or whatever yeah. sky's yeah. the fucking limit right yeah, like not? John Lennon said uh, and <laughs> the only the only thing is that I wish I could do it earlier. I wish I could realize I could do it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because I, then I would have more time. But yeah, I'm still relatively young. Yeah, uh, so you know, and that's the, that's what that's the passion. So in regards to that, is that just a case of doing what you're doing now, and then once you've qualified at a certain level, you, you just go on to the next one. Is that just a progressive thing that you're doing, or have you got a plan to? to try and like basically jump up as, as, as high as possible as soon as possible I know you said that it's 
got to take longer than what it you takes, and, take, it takes time it takes yeah. time because level 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 three was a 12 week course yeah uh, for the interpreters uh which was fine because i was uh i got the job as an interpreter just before my final exam yeah so that was kind of a risk by the agency but they were very satisfied with my background uh, yeah. you know of the translations of the written translations Obviously, I can't do the the medical documents now. Yeah. Because I don't have the qualifications, the required qualifications, which yeah. is level six. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can see my path, and level six is like the academic year. Yeah. To do it, and you can go either medical or legal. Yeah. Right. Uh, to to work on it, but I want to do both. So basically, yeah. it will take me additional two years. Yeah. To work over it, and then level seven, but. Once you get the qualifications, I mean, if you, if you sign for 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 the academic year to do it, yeah, you can already apply for better job, for better money job, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which obviously gives you better rates, yeah. Because right now I've got like a basic rates for, for yeah. the interpreters, but it's still better money than you know regular office job yeah. I used to do. <laughs> uh, and I and I feel more 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 valuable to be honest, because yeah. uh, especially with. With the situations, uh, I remember clearly two situations I had. Uh, one was in Southport. I was taken on Saturday. Yeah. Could you urgently go to Southport because we've got a patient on the A&E? So I was like, okay, I can be there, let's say, within an hour because I'm still using the bloody public transport for that. Uh, so I can be there within an hour. And they, were said, they said, no problem. What, uh, what would you like to be paid? I, was like, I don't know. You know, usual rate is 18.20 per, per, uh, per hour. So I was like, yeah, 18.20, that'll do. Because when I saw A&E, yeah. I, was, I was already, okay, someone needs help. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I basically I didn't care about money, right? Yeah. I wanted to help. So it's more of the purpose of, of So yeah, they, they, they doubled the rate. And uh, I went to Southport and they said, okay, so we've got a patient. We tried to do the telephone interpreting twice. But it didn't work out, uh, and yeah, I think she has psychosis. Right. Wow. So yeah, wow, that'll be fun, <laughs> right? So I went there and I said to her, "Hello, I'm I'm your I'm your interpreter for today." And she was like, "I know your face. I saw your face." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." I started to think, "Okay, that's gonna be fun." <laughs> can I just, can, are you are you are you good to be saying anything like this just to be on the record without yeah, without yeah. any you know without any personalities I was, yes. was going to yeah, say yeah, yeah because it goes on Spotify and yeah, I just yeah. so want to be without without any personalities yeah. but yeah she was like yeah I, I, I recognize your face I saw you in the Nazi uniform yeah and I was like oh fuck <laughs> so that was challenging right because because wow. you couldn't because you couldn't really take everything and you know my role yeah. as an interpreter is to follow the code of conduct so i always interpret in the first person yeah, yeah. so no matter what the person says yeah i interpret yeah if the person you mm-hmm. know swears a lot yeah. towards the other other party yeah i have to do it yeah so for instance with the, with the police interpreting it's exactly the same if i've got a cr- criminal and he's swearing or she's swearing, you know, oh, fuck the police, blah, blah, blah. So I have to say everything. <laughs> is that fucked up? Yeah, he's and like, no, you're, you're, you're yeah, said, be- fuck the police. Yeah. But no, you, you, have, you have to, to put, make it as natural as possible. You have, yeah. you have to put wow. the emotions. That's what I said yeah. uh, in uh, during the classes, when I had the classes, that, you know, being an interpreter is like being an actor. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to act like this person. Yeah. You have to act... You have to show all those emotions in your voice. Yeah. Especially with the telephone interpreting, that's yeah. pretty hard yeah. to do. 
if the person screams, you have to scream to, to, to the other party. So basically, you know, I'm screaming to the phone. But it's just like, ah, it's just like, ah. Exactly, exactly. That's how it works. Have you got to do it word for word? Why is that? Just so uh, you can caption all the conversations. No, you, have, you, have, you have to put as much as possible yeah. because sometimes word to word interpreting doesn't make sense. So you yeah. have to put the full content. Yeah, yeah engage. Yeah. Yeah, That's but nice but thing. it's fun. I really like it because, you know, like you said, it's not only me helping others, but, uh, you know, I feel vulnerable, yeah. uh, very valuable for that. Uh, and with that mental health unit, which I was in Southport, and then uh, another mental health, which I went to this, this week, mm. I had a really nice uh, comment after, after, after the session from, yeah. from the doctor. He wrote a comment that I was you know, punctual and effective. I was very supportive both mm. for the patient and for, for the staff. So, you know, it's something which builds your confidence. Yeah. And the good thing with that job is that you have to expect the unexpected. That's what I say. Yeah. Expect the unexpected because every single goddamn day is different. Mm. You can go to the uh, pregnancy scan and you have to act like a pregnant woman. Yeah. But then you go to the mental health unit and at the end you finish at the police station. <laughs> So we have to be prepared for everything, right? Just imagine Brad Hope sat at like a scan. Oh, sorry, it's my, it's my. I had too much dinner. <laughs> oh, like your, your fucking belly's rumbling or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> sitting in a, in, in a police cell next to some criminal. Uh, going, when do I get my phone call? <laughs> <laughs> Can I speak to my lawyer? Yeah. Because <laughs> you gotta act like them. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got nice like, attorney, least strong. <laughs> <laughs> Are we innocent or? <laughs> or what? Yeah. Did we do it? By the way, he stood there like that with his hands out, ready to be arrested. No, but yeah. with. Uh, I know it might sound dehumanizing at some point, but uh, when we had those classes and we talked about difficult situations, yeah. like for, yeah. for example, the asylum situations, when uh, there was a scenario when there was a woman from one of the. Uh, countries she yeah. came to she came to England mm. and they realized that she was raped by her by her husband the children saw that so you have to wow. interpret in that right yeah, yeah. and yeah. you've got a very difficult situation which put your emotions to the sky high yeah right and how you react and I was like uh, yeah uh, in my opinion I think you have just to look on this person and don't think it's human yeah that's what I said and you know the tutor everyone was shocked for, for the reason why I said, said that. But it worked for me, for, for this men, uh, mental health patient, which I went to. Yeah. Because I already knew that she was acting, you know, unresponsible. Yeah. Uh, very, with, with disrespect. So basically, basically I, yeah. I switched off yeah, with the emotions. I, whenever I looked at her, I just saw a pound sign. Because that was my money. Yeah. So I know. Just, I know it sounds just become a computer man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you're saying because if you get attached to anything like that, or or yeah, or if you know, because you you you're gonna get situations like that probably yeah. more often than not. Absolutely. Mate. Yeah. I personally think you've done the right thing because if you do sort of like get emotionally attached or involved no, you, can't. With it. You, you can't, can't. because no, it's called because then it affects you all the long run. Then yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. But and then you're the one. Getting an interpreter to an asylum because you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's affected. I remember that, that after after that meeting, I came back home and we were about to play the mon- monopoly with our neighbors, mm. and I couldn't focus. I was just mentally drained after that. 
Uh, but then I s- slept over it and the yeah. follow- following day and I was like, okay, come on, it's part Glad of your job, job part yeah. of your job and you've got your code of conduct, yeah. which you have to uh, follow by. So, like you said, emotions off. Yeah. No matter what happens, your emotions off. You are acting for this person to yeah. help this person, yeah. but you can't attach. Yeah. And right now, since I'm getting more and more uh, different situations, I'm, yeah. I'm like that. And even if I if I go sometimes for the same person again and again and again, yeah. I already knew, for example, for the Liverpool City Council for the child uh, services or, uh, you know, social care. Yeah. You know this person already because you've been there. You spoke to, to this person. And even this person is asking you for the advices. No, you can't. It's code of conduct. Yeah, yeah. The interpreter is impartial <clears throat> and cannot give the advice. Yeah. And that's that's it's, how it works. It's also yeah. no, no matter No matter who it is. For example, I... If Louisa will get pregnant, I will not be able to interpret for her, mm-hmm. yeah. even if I'm the interpreter, the qualified interpreter. Yeah. Because that's against the code of conduct. Absolutely, Family yeah. and friends, they can't interpret. Well, what's that word called when you? It's it's almost like an. Um, can't be sure. It's just showing sort of bias. That's it. Like right, it's like a bias yeah. thing, and it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you've got to be there as well. Conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah, conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we had it. Conflict of interest. And it's just the case, isn't it? Obviously, you're there to help the person who you're interpreting, who, you know, who's got the language barrier. Yeah. But you're there to obviously help the the people who are with, you know, so, to so the doctors yeah. or yeah. whoever yeah. you need to speak to, you know. You're, you're there to help them as well because... Yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, it's you to get the money for, so yeah. you have to do your best. Yeah. For for example, I spoke with a couple of the patients and after after the appointment, they were like, oh, thank you very much for, for your interpretation. You did really well. I really, really thank you for that, which yeah. basically builds you up again. Yeah. But then they say, because you know what? Last time I had the interpreter and he or she, she was constantly playing with her phone. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> come on, you come here to help the person because that's your contract to do it, yeah. to do your job. You see things like that and, you, and you're just sitting like, for example, I would be there and yeah, we are talking and I was like, yeah, I'm checking just my be, It'll blah, just be blah, like blah. you doing that yeah. now while we were here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. all like, vice versa. Fucking yeah. Come on, it's yeah. unprofessional, it's really unprofessional. So I was like, I got confused that time when uh, when the lady told me about, you know, previous interpreter and I was like, but what can, what can I do? I just have to show my professional, professionalism. Yeah. All the time, and that's, just that's do, why yeah. I work. Because mm. in it, just before, obviously, because we're near to the end. Yeah. You know what I want to touch on? Um, just a, a bit of positivity, even though it's been, you know, long-winded. Very long-winded. Yeah. You mentioned it before we started recording. You get married. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, uh, just let us know a little, just a bit about the journey because it's it's not come easy, has it? And you've still got congratulations. Uh, yeah. You've still got a, a long way to go because it, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, a long time. Uh, me, Louise and me, actually, we decided to get married. Uh, all irony, on the Jersey Dude Expert Day, I proposed to her, twenty <laughs> third of March. Uh, it just it just happens to land that in there. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But yeah, that was the Liverpool Legends against uh, AC Milan yeah. Legends two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we went to the hotel. We went. We met with the players that time. Luis met Jersey for the first time. That was his brother, you know, Stevie Gerrard, Dalglish, mm. all of the guys. And uh, after the game, we had a little party, and yeah, we started to talk, to talk more about our relationship. 
And that was like 3 a.m. in the morning in, in bed. And I just realized, you know what? Fuck it. Louisa, will you marry? Without any, oh, any ring, yeah. etc. And she said yes that oh. time. So we started to plan it. Uh, then we went to Poland uh, for her birthday uh, in September 2019. Yeah. So we then told her parents that we got engaged yeah so her mom she started to you know already plan everything so yeah we said okay we want to do it within two years or something because uh, we want to get plans properly and her mom was why not do it next year so you know september 2019 and she was like why not do it next year 2020 and we were like yeah okay whatever mm. so we started to, to plan it and we wanted to have it last year uh, 2020 in august but obviously because of the coronavirus yeah we had to postpone it because uh, yeah most of our families are in poland yeah. you know a couple of friends from liverpool it would be better for them to fly to poland yeah. rather yeah. for everyone yeah yeah uh, to come to liverpool but yeah our plans got fucked because of the virus yeah uh, so we had to postpone it we postponed <laughs> it for for this year uh for 18th of January, uh, sorry, 18th of June. Uh, but again, a few weeks later, sorry, a few weeks earlier, we spoke about it and we said, no, we have to postpone it again mm. in Poland. But we can do like a little ceremony here yeah. in Liverpool uh, to sort, you know, the paperwork. So we we decided to do it. And yeah, we are going actually today to register office to put the, oh, all the papers oh, and yes. finally put the stamp on yeah. it. Yeah. It's so like yeah, the the rain, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. And, that, and the good thing is, I, I will remember the date because it will be just after eight Jeez. days after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all done birthday related, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's funny that like, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's, that's the thing. And then once it will be safe to go, yeah. we're gonna do the proper then wedding. Then you get the proper, the proper yeah. party yeah. underway with, with everyone yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. that would be fantastic. We're gonna we're gonna do the renewal again. Like you know, you go to Vegas, you're getting married in Vegas, then you come back home, and yeah, let's do the renewal. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we will do. We're we'll getting married in Liverpool. And... Yeah, chapel wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Another song just went into me. Oh, well, I can say, you know, that I think it's been a great talk. I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been, been a pleasure. And, you know, I've, 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 I've only met you today, and uh, you yeah. know, I think what you've done and what you're doing, brilliant. Yeah, keep it going, and you know, all the best for in the future. Thank you, yeah. thank you, and yeah, all the best for you guys because yeah, you're doing an amazing job, and I want to hear you more and more in the media. Yeah. The thing, the the topics you are talking about. These are the very important topics nowadays, yeah. especially for us men. Yeah. Because I know from my point of view, from how I was grown up, yeah. how hard and how stubborn we are to yeah. go to the doctor to do anything. You know, my, my dad used to say that if it hurts me, that's okay because I'm alive. Yeah. No, that it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm learning, I'm teaching my dad. Yeah, how to talk about his emotions. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm to do the same. Yeah. It's well, the whole family are in regards to my dad. Is, you know, he's very reserved in his, you know, for coming mm-hmm. off his mental health and things like that. So yeah, but again, just to recap, um, you, you mentioned earlier about you know just a bit bits of advice, but just to finalise and summarise the podcast, any advice that you've got to anyone regarding mental health, what would you, what would what would you recommend and what would you advise? I would recommend. First of all, don't be afraid to talk about your emotions. Yeah. Find someone someone you could talk in confidence. Yeah. And just discuss it. Even if, if they if it will let you to go to the doctors afterwards or not, 
but if you start to talk in it, you're doing a massive step yeah. to improve your life. Yeah. And second of all, uh, yeah, I will recommend uh, Professor Peter's book to, to read it because, like I said, this book changed my life. So, Chimp Paradox by Professor Peters. We'll put, we'll put that up when we, when we advertise the, the podcast post. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put that detail on just so that I'm just, people and where people can access it. Yeah. Just obviously because we've discussed it. Yeah. Something you recommend, we'll definitely put that out there yeah. As, yeah. as a form of support. So. And yeah, support Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need yeah. that. <laughs> the Red Men. But yeah, yeah guys, that's it. I've got nothing left to add to that. I think thank you for coming on, obviously, Rado. My pleasure. And it's just I've I've had a laugh today. That's uh, put me in good spirits, especially for obviously the interview coming up later, mate, with the BBC. But I that's definitely put me in good spirits, and what a really interesting chat. Yeah, I've got. I feel like I've got to know you a little bit more. Yeah, I I do. And that's the beauty of it. That's the that's the beauty of those shows and the thing you're doing. So yeah, thank you very much. No worries. No worries. Never walk alone. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm playing around. Yeah. Cheers, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Take care. Ciao.